Some golden oldies. I threw that one out this week when we were talking about the sermon. And how many of y'all remember that song? Did y'all grow up with that song? Quite a few people. How many of y'all have never sung that song in your life? I, uh, I love that song. When I hear songs like that, it takes me back to the Church of Christ on 8th and Franklin in Weatherford, Oklahoma, that no longer exists. It's been leveled. It's a parking lot now, but that's where um, I grew up um, singing songs like that. So, uh, happy Father's Day. I know you've been told that already. Father's Day takes on a new meaning for me the last two years. My dad died two years ago, so Father's Day has a come since then. Um, they're a little different. It's always nice to spend Father's Day when children show up. Spencer and Christine are with us this weekend, our son and um, most awesome daughter-in-law. Oh, you think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, uh seemed like I had another announcement, but I don't remember what it was. In the movie, A Few Good Men, it is a court-martial, about a court-martial between you two U.S. Marines who have allegedly murdered a fellow Marine. And most of the movie is, sent, is spent in the courtroom. It's, it's a courtroom scene. The movie reaches the apex when the lawyer for the two Marines, Lieutenant Caffey, played by Tom Cruise, is interrogating Colonel Jessup, played by Jack Nicholson. And he's trying to agitate him, and he's trying to irritate him. He's trying to get him angry so that he will confess to ordering the code red. So at the height of the movie, in my opinion, Lieutenant um, Caffey says, Did you order the code red? And Jessup says, You want answers? I think I'm entitled to them. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. And then Nicholson, Colonel Jessup, goes into this phenomenal discourse. And he's starting to get irritated. So that finally at the end of that, Lieutenant Caffey says again, Did you order the code red? And he screams out in some language that I can't use that he ordered the code red. That's all Lieutenant Caffey wanted from him. He was just trying to get to the... Truth. He just wanted the truth. That's what lawyers do. That's what attorneys do. They just want to discover the truth. That's what parents try to find out from their children. Just tell me what you did. That's what spouses try to find out from each other. When the police officer pulls you over and says, How fast were you going? He knows how fast you were going. He's going to give you the ticket anyway. He just wants you to say the truth. When a parent says, where were you last night? Children are very good at finessing the truth and stretching the truth. I'm just speaking personally from when I was growing up. Don't know about these wonderful kids over here. When your boyfriend or girlfriend says, why haven't you called me? They just want to know the truth. When the IRS calls and says, we're going to audit, they just want the truth. The truth. I mean, there's, there's something in life, there's some area in life that you would just like to know the truth. I was asking everybody in the office, what's something that you, I mean, if, if there's something that you could know, what would it be? 
I mean, who shot JFK? Would you like to know the truth about that? Rodney said, what happened to Amelia Earhart? I mean, 75 years ago, she just kind of disappeared. Would you like to know the truth about that? Would you like to know the truth about global warming? You're thinking, nah. Would you like to know the truth about Watergate? Nah, not really. Would you like to know the truth about President Obama? Would you like to know the truth about some of our politicians? There's some area in life, either as a parent or maybe at work or something going on in life, you want to know the truth. That's what you're trying to discover. What are the words in the Declaration of Independence? We hold these truths to be self-evident. There's some truths, they're just obvious. It's just obvious. It's just self-evident. What about when it comes to... What about when it comes to... Eternity. You want to know the truth? What about when it comes to your salvation? Where am, where am I going to spend eternity? Do, do, you, do you want to know the truth? I like what Flannery O'Connor says. The truth does not change according to our ability to stomach it. I like what Aldous Huxley says. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you mad. Sometimes the truth does make us mad. We're in a series we're just calling one. We're looking at the five one-chapter books of the Bible. doesn't take you long to read those, but they are packed with truth. As a matter of fact, today we're going to look at 2 John. It's all about truth. It's a lesson about truth. Why? Because you see that there were false teachers, and there are false teachers. There were people spreading false things, and there are people spreading false things. And so in just 13 verses... 303 words. Second John. Let's see what he has to say. He begins this way. The elder, that's John, to the chosen lady and her children whom I love in the truth. And not only I, but also all who know the truth. Because of the truth, which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son and will be with us in the truth. So he's going to talk to us about truth. Five times in 13 verses. Not very many verses, but five times in 13 verses, he mentions truth. The first question you might ask is, who's the chosen lady? Well, that's a good question, but I'm just going to tell you, depending on who you read, they've got different thoughts. Some folks say, some scholars say that was a specific person, and that was specifically about her children. Other scholars say, you know what, the elect lady, the chosen lady, that's the church, and her children are the believers, Christ followers. I'm not going to labor on that point because I think the main point of this letter is John wants us to know the truth and to stand firm in the truth. It's important for you to know the truth because when you stand in the truth and you stand for the truth, there's freedom that comes with it. Think about what Jesus said in John 8. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You're thinking as children, you're thinking when you were a child and your parents said, hey, just tell me the truth and you told them the truth. Yeah, freedom wasn't what was on my parents' mind. It was confinement and jail term and sentencing. But Jesus said, you know what? If you know the truth, there's a freedom that comes with the truth. As a matter of fact, all through the Gospels, you'll find Jesus saying, look, I'm telling you the truth. What I'm telling you is true. Why? Because there's people that don't know the truth. There's people who don't want to believe the truth. There's people who don't want you to believe the truth. There's people who've never heard the truth. And Jesus said, look, I just want you to know. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. 
What I'm saying to you is true. Jesus said in John 14, I'm the way, I am the truth, and I'm the life. So again, John uses this word truth five times in 13 verses. Why? There's false teachers. There's lies. There's people spreading all kinds of stuff. In fact, he said it this way. There's many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. They've gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver and the Antichrist. He says there's many deceivers, not some. There's many people who want to deceive you. There's many people who resist the truth. There's many people who don't want you to know the truth. There's many people, he calls them the Antichrist. It's real simple. Anti means against. There's many people who are against Christ. And they want you to be against Christ. And they're against Jesus and they're against God and they're against the Bible and they're against the church. They're just anti. They're just against. There's a lot of folks out there who are going to tell you, you don't need to be here today. There's a lot of folks out there that want to deceive you in so many ways. And one of the ways is they do not acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Our scripture reading today from 1 John 4, if you don't acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, you've, you've got some problems with God. You and God are way far away because you need to acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. But there's many people in this world still today, even then, who say, you know what, Jesus Christ didn't come in the flesh. Oh, there was a Jesus who was in the flesh... But he was not Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, which John talks about in those first few verses. He makes specific reference to Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, because there are many deceivers who will not say that and will not admit that. You know why you need to know the truth? So that when those deceivers come along, you'll know how to respond. Because if you don't know the truth, you'll buy into anything. And you'll believe anything. You know why we encourage you to read your Bible? It's not to be mean, it's so that you'll know the truth. So that when you hear false teaching, you'll know, wait wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not what the Word of God says. Even though there's a lot of people that say the Word of God's not the truth. But if you read the truth, at least you'll be able to identify the truth. You know why we encourage you to stay and go to Bible classes? We want children all the way up to adults to go to Bible classes because we study the Bible and we want you to know the truth. You know why we want you to get involved in small groups? Because we have studies in small group and we pray and we live life together. Why? Because we want you to know the truth. Because there's many people out there who are going to deceive you and throw a lot of trash at you and a lot of false teaching at you. And if you don't know what the truth is, you're going to buy into that. So John says, listen, I want you to stand firm in the truth. In fact, he says in one of the shortest books of the Bible, Second John. Let me just read you some words I came up with. John wants us to know that it is imperative, crucial, important, necessary, vital, indispensable, fundamental, critical, significant, essential... That you know the truth. You need to know the truth. When it comes to good news, when it comes to Jesus Christ, when it comes to your salvation, you need to know the truth. Because the truth will set you free. But if you don't know the truth, then you're going to buy into all kinds of stuff. There's no shortage of people who are going to try to deceive you. There's no shortage of people who are going to try to lead you astray. There's no shortage of movies out there that you can watch that are going to put all kinds of trash that are going to mess with your faith and mess with your Christianity. There are many deceivers out there. So look what John says. 
when it comes to the truth, I want you to walk in the truth. He says, it's given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth. I mean, when your children do what you tell them to do, doesn't that bring you joy? When your children follow the truth, doesn't that bring you joy? When God's children follow and walk in the truth, that brings Him joy. But listen, listen, listen. There's more to know in the truth. Some of y'all know a lot of truth. But John says, I want you to walk in the truth. I want you to take the truth that's in your mind and I want you to obey. I want you to apply. I want it to change your lifestyle. I want you to walk in the truth. There's a big difference between knowing truth and walking in the truth. Oh, we're real good at knowing the truth. We're, we're real good at arguing the truth. Sometimes we're even real good at disobeying the truth. John says, listen, listen, listen. I want you to walk in the truth. I want you to walk in the truth. But notice what John says. When it comes to the truth and walking in the truth, something else is involved. Let me see what I have here. And now, dear lady, I'm not writing you a new command, but one we've had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. You see, love and truth go together. And this is love that we walk in obedience. That's truth to his commands. As you've heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Now, that's John. If you go back to the gospel of John, this sounds real familiar. When Jesus said, a new command I give you, love one another. As I've loved you, you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. doesn't say a thing about truth. But listen, listen, let me illustrate this way. Truth is good and love is good, but they need to go together. Maybe that's why Paul said in Ephesians 4, speaking the truth in love. There's a lot of times that maybe you and I have been speaking the truth, but we haven't been speaking in love. You can speak the truth all day long, but if you're not speaking in love, guess what? You might drive people away. Well, Richie, I was just, I was just speaking the truth. Well, I know, but the way you did it, you weren't doing it in love. Speaking the truth in love. John says, and he wants them to know, and Jesus wants us to know, that when you're walking in the truth, when you speak truth, you need to speak that truth in love. Let me illustrate this way. My dad, as you know, was a chemist, had a Ph.D. in chemistry. I, I took as little science as I could, so the illustration I'm about to give you may not be very good. I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express one time, and I called Sydney to verify. I just think this is a good illustration. Sodium is an extremely active element found naturally only in combined form. It always links itself to another element. Chlorine, on the other hand, is the poisonous gas that gives bleach its offensive odor. When sodium and chlorine are combined, you get sodium chloride, which is table salt. When you put the two together, it preserves meat and it gives flavor. Maybe that's why Jesus said that when you speak the truth in love, we're the salt of the earth. Oh, we can speak the truth, and sometimes that truth is harsh and it hurts, and it's painful, and sometimes you need to filter in a little love. When you combine speaking the truth in love, you get so much better results and so much better flavor. That's why we're called to be the salt of the earth. Let us love one another, is what he says. But then he goes on to say, let me see where I am. Look what he says. Watch out. You need to watch out. When it comes to truth, truth always is on the alert. Watch out that you do not lose what you've worked for, 
but, you, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and is not continuing the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both a father and a son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take him into your house or welcome him. Anyone who welcomes him shares in his wickedness. So when it comes to the truth, whatever you learned when you were 16, you need to continue in the truth. You need to continue reading your Bible. You need to continue reading the truth till you die. Whoever continues in the teaching, whoever continues in the truth. Have you ever read something that you know you've read before and then you're like, well, I never saw that before. That's because the Lord's still working on you and teaching you truth. And you're 50 and you're 60 and you're 70 and you've read the Bible so many times and you're like, I've never seen that before. Or maybe you forgot that. So he says a couple of things here. You need to continue in this teaching. That's why we want you to be in the Bible. That's why we offer Bible classes. That's why we have small groups. That's why we meet together every Sunday so you can hear some truth from the Word of God. But he says, watch out. You need to watch out because there's many deceivers. And they're going to come. Just like in that day, just like today, there's going to be some folks that might knock on your door. There may be some traveling evangelists, as there were back then. There's going to be some folks that say, hey, can I stay at your house? And as hospitable as you want to be, if they don't speak the truth, John says, you don't put out the welcome mat. If they don't speak the truth about Jesus, you don't welcome them. If they don't speak the truth about Jesus Christ coming in the flesh, then you need to be on the alert. You need to watch out. You don't need to welcome them because when you welcome them, you join in their wickedness. So when it comes to the truth, you need to continue in the truth. You need to keep reading your Bible. You need to get up every day and have a devotional time. You need to get up every day and say, Lord, would you speak the truth into my life? Let me give you an illustration that uh, wasn't in my notes. It just hit me. So let me try to get through this. <clears throat> Your friend and mine a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Einan, passed away tragically. Many of you all been to Dr. Einan, the chiropractor. He's a good friend of mine. And I would go in for adjustments. And he would adjust me. And he would adjust me. He spoke truth into my life. Didn't go to church here, but he'd say, Richie, how are things going at your church? How are you responding to? How are your elders? How are your deacons? How are the people you work with? How's your church? When he knew we were restructuring, Richie, how's the restructuring going? Richie, how are you responding? Richie, how are you and Kelly getting along? Richie, how are you treating your kids? Richie, 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 Richie. And I'm like, can you just adjust my back? You need people in your life that speak truth to you. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you mad. You need people in your life who will speak truth to you. But listen, truth is not what you think and truth is not what I think and truth is not what other people think and truth is not necessarily what makes you comfortable. Truth is whatever Jesus says. I like the illustration by Charles Swindoll. He said he preached one Sunday morning and he went to the back and this guy came up and he's holding his Bible like this and he said to uh, Swindoll, he said, Hey, I, I need to ask you a question. What is truth? I know it's probably going to take you a while to answer, but I just want to know what truth is. And Swindoll said, I, I, I didn't even think twice. I just looked at the Bible he was holding and I went, Everything from cover to cover right there. You've got it. That's truth. 
All the things you watch on TV, all the things you read in newspapers and magazines, I don't know what you're feeding in your head, but this is truth. And not only do you need someone to speak truth into your life, you need God to speak truth into your life, because when God speaks truth into your life, it sets you free. It sets you free. Let me give you a... Let me give you another verse. Look at what Jesus said in John 8. You belong to your father, the devil, and you carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he's a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. You would rather listen to someone who deceives you. You would rather listen to someone who wants to lead you astray. You would rather listen to someone that makes you feel comfortable because the truth pierces and the truth challenges. You would rather listen to the devil. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, but you don't want to believe me. When Jesus was on trial, he said in John 18, for this reason I was born and for this reason I came into the world to testify to the truth. Pilate said, what is truth? You know, there's a lot of people in the world that won't ask that question. There's a lot of people in the world don't want to know what truth is. And there's a lot of times we don't want to know what the truth is. What is truth? So can I give you some truth today? I'm putting it on the screen. It came straight from this. Can I give you some truth today? Here's a truth-worthy, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And all have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on His name. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Folks, that's the gospel truth. I didn't make that up. It's not what this church believes, per se. This is what the Bible says. And you need to attend a church that preaches truth. And you need to go fellowship with people that say what Jesus says and what God says. I'm not telling you these things so that you'll become a Church of Christ person. I'm telling you the gospel truth so that you'll become a Christ follower. And that truth will set you free. That's why we preach these verses. That's the gospel truth. Listen, folks. You need to know this truth. You need to live this truth. You need to obey this truth. And John said, listen, listen, listen. There's a lot of people in the world that say, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. And I will say, but God says this is the truth. Don't do it because I want you to do it. Do it because God wants you to do it. That's the gospel truth. There's many deceivers in the world that say, yeah, you don't have to do that. There's many deceivers in the world that say, yeah, that's what that church believes. There's many deceivers in the world that say, yeah, and they fill you full of a lot of stuff. That's the gospel truth. And you need to hold that gospel truth and you need to believe it and you need to walk in it and you need to speak that into other people's lives and you need to share that with people. So here's what we do. Every Sunday, we offer the invitation of Jesus. It's not our invitation. We offer the invitation of Jesus so that you'll do what Jesus says. Because when you do what Jesus says, you have freedom in your life. Will you do what Jesus says today? If you've never been baptized, will you do what Jesus says today?
Will you be baptized, repent of your sins, confess Jesus Christ as Lord? You don't have to do it right now. You might be uncomfortable before a big crowd. You can do it after worship. You can do it in the middle of the afternoon. You can call any of our elders or our deacons or our staff. You don't even have to call one of our leaders. You can call someone, a friend of yours, and say, Will you baptize me? You can do it anytime you want. But folks, that's the gospel truth. And that's what you need to cling to. So we offer the invitation of Jesus Christ for you to respond to the gospel truth and be baptized. If you want to meet with some of our shepherds, you can go to the back of the auditorium. You might not even know who they are. They're, they're, they're going to be at the back of the auditorium and they'll take you to a private room and embrace you in prayer. If you need to respond to the gospel, listen, we all need the Lord. Everybody here needs the Lord. If you need the Lord today, would you respond as we stand and sing?